Women's Girlfriend Share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Welcome. We have already started with a crazy, crazy morning. Uh, We, as promised, talked about uh, going into husband auditions as to how do we catch a husband um, asking for a friend. But we had Angela Ruth Strong, who was supposed to be on this morning, and she has COVID. So this is the world we live in, where um, <laughs> everything's just kind of up in the air. And so now I'm I'm super excited because I'm able to have my fabulous niece, Rebecca Nevius, as well as Chloe Moore. And Chloe, what's so fun about today is that we have Chloe, who's 25, recently just had a a COVID wedding. And we have Becca, who's 40, but don't tell anyone. And then we have me, who's highly mature. And so from all different ages of how do we snag the husband, um, even though we have our husbands, we're asking for our friends, right? Uh, Anyway, Chloe, you have um, all the wonderful things that I've heard about you as highly creative Uh, You are going for your master's in leadership at GCU. You were in musical theater, a seven-year national debate team winner. And um, what I love the most is that you you were the princess in what musical? Oh, man, there are so many different musicals. I've been princesses at birthday parties, you name it. So if you need me to put on a dress, it only takes a few moments of convincing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm all things Cinderella, so I, I love to hear that. And you also were, um, were you the princess at Knott's Berry Farm, or were you, what, what did you do there? Yeah, so funny story. When I was 16, well, when I was really young, I thought, man, being in a parade would just be the best job ever. So when I turned 16, I auditioned and became a can-can dancer in the parade at Knott's Berry Farm. It's a Wild West-themed um theme park for those of you guys who don't know and I did the Christmas tree lighting shows as a candy cane hand can dancer and toy soldier it was a really fun job to have in high school oh okay that would have been my dream job and Becca probably (laughs) yours as well right you loved all of that yeah I don't know about can can dancing I don't know if anybody (laughs) wants to see that for me so (laughs) so uh, Becca is my hero, first of all, because, you know, only blood can you call at the last minute and say, hey, um, I'm doing a show in nine minutes. It's live. And by the <laughs> way, would you just be on it with me? Um, you are so busy. This is your time that you get your kids to school and you're actually an author and you're writing, I believe, your third book, book which now it's going into more of a fiction novel. And you're you're my hero, Becca. All the things that you have going on from Juice Box Ministry to um, all the things that you breathe into young married couples. And here you are making time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's such an honor to have both of you as guests on the show. Now you're we're going to jump in. to be here always. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to dive into the 129 ways to get a husband. This was an article from 1958 McCall's magazine. And I'm sure some of us, you know, we've seen like the 1950s wife, how you're supposed to, you know, show up at the door wrapped in saran wrap and all kinds of fun things that, um, you know, I don't know, maybe we should get back to some of those things. But um, this particular one, I just want to uh, start with where to find him. Um, And it actually gives you ideas of where to find your your future husband. And the first one is get a dog and walk it. And so I'd like to ask you guys, like what what are your thoughts on that? What if you were telling a, a young, you know, adult or I, I guess now there have been so many divorces lately that it, it does, you know, people from all different realms of life are looking for that that soulmate. But what would you suggest? Would this be something in your mind that you would go get a dog and walk it? Okay, I'll go. Because I was reading through the list that you sent me of from the McCall's magazine, and there's, what, about 10 things. Um, I'd say, What's funny is I was expecting to read something just totally antiquated. And actually, everything on their list, except number six, where it said check the um, section for widowers. I don't know about that. I think that's a little <laughs> creepy. But um Everything else, I was like, yeah, huh? Yeah, okay, yeah. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just because all the things in the 50s were about getting outside and doing life. And I thought, yeah, actually, that's what you do. You don't, I, yeah. I know, like, the thing now is to get behind a computer and, like, that's totally fine if that's your thing. And I know that it's just so hard to meet people, especially with COVID right now. But I think what's ironic just about that list is that I think it's kind of come back into fashion. Like, you know what, actually getting out and just doing life and maybe getting a dog and walking it isn't, or like bicycling across Europe. I know we all can't do that kind of stuff, but I'm like, that's a great idea. Like just go have fun, you know? And it is funny how many people you meet that way. Yeah. And that's such a good point, Becca. So number six, what you were talking about, read the obituaries to find eligible (laughs) widowers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that one. Stay away from that one. Yeah. But but you're right. It's letting it happen organically and not um, for for some of the young adults that I work with that are on Bumble or Tender or um, eHarmony, you know, some of these online sites, they're not real. I mean, some people are getting married through meeting, you know, people this way. But for the most part, if you're just sure. out there organically making it happen, and I'm just going to list a few, um, have your car break down at strategic places. <laughs> and I will say every time my car is broken down, I have had very nice people come and help me out. So that's really not a bad idea. Attend night school. Um, it, what's funny is take courses men like, and I know for my friends that are in engineering, it's true. There's still not very many females that are taking engineering courses. And yet it's, you know, 80% of the people that are in oh, there yeah. are, are Well, that's men. what I meant to oh, I was, I was one of like, I was in the, my classes. I was one of the only women in philosophy in a philosophy master program. And I would, I met him that way, which is funny. Cause that wasn't the point, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it didn't hurt that, you know, I wasn't doing necessarily like Chloe in elementary ed. I'm guessing there's a lot less men in your class. Oh than yeah. Women. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for it, sure. it's, it is funny though, where I thought, well, you know, chances are higher here. 
Yeah. Well, and Chloe, yeah, I think, you're, sorry, continue. Uh, well, you're in the master's program um, mm-hmm. with, but are you doing it mainly online or are you able to actually physically be in the classroom? So I have the unique opportunity to work on the campus that I attend school. So I do a majority of it online, but I work, some of my coworkers, I'm in the online platform with. Um, I, yeah. I think it's really interesting looking at some of these, you know, how to let him know that you're there um, lists. Um, particularly, I'm in a leadership uh, master's degree program, and it's interesting to see, you know, the mix of people that are in there. But when it says in the article, let him know that you're there, one of the things I thought was really interesting, number 34 says, wear a Band-Aid. People always ask what happened. And the line between manipulative and strategic is very thin (laughs) with, with this list, which I think is funny. But as I'm within leadership courses, what I'm realizing is that it's far less attractive now to you know, play the damsel in distress um, in that for, you know, wearing a Band-Aid, people always ask what happened. Oh, you're hurt. Can I, can I help you out? Yes, of course, being honest with trauma and difficulties is important within, you know, starting a relationship. But basing a relationship off of, well, I'm in need and I need you to fill that, I think is is less of a trend now, Um, sort of how you were talking about showing up in saran wrap as if, you know, I just need you to fulfill everything that I am Mm -hmm. is something that I don't think is viable. And we've, you know, in my generation, we've seen generations of fallout and the increasing divorce rates that that's not working anymore. Mm -hmm. And so when looking at this list, I see some antiquated things, but I see, you know, it is important to get out and to have, you know, authenticity and have some natural chemistry, but that it's being led with a lot more um, vivacity from women and confidence and that I'm not seeing as much within this list from the 1950s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good point. Um, it is interesting how, Becca, you kind of called it. It's like, yeah, this seems like it would be, you know, just this archaic, antiquated list. And yet you see some of it and you go, hey, that's not a bad idea. But it is exactly funny because everything is meant to to please him. Every, like mm-hmm. buy a convertible. Men like to ride in them. Uh, learn how to okay, bake you guys got apple pies. I just got you the know, first ten. What was that? I only read the first 10. So if there's some on there that are super weird, I'm not condoning the entire list, by the way. (laughs) But I just really (laughs) want to go to Europe and like write a bike. I'm like, yeah, that's a great way to meet a husband, actually. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm not into but. uh, Some of them are, you know, laugh at his jokes. Um, That's just good stuff anyway. Like, to, right. to be completely present with mm-hmm. everybody, not just with, you know, opposite yeah. sex, but to to be there and be in the moment and mm-hmm. be there. Oh. I think cut out for a second there. Um, yes, I yeah. can hear you now. 
Becca. <laughs> yeah, Accidentally, I know you want to wait for a second. Open, I thought, oh. scattering its contents all over the street. Yeah. That's kind of a good way to meet people, right? People will automatically bend down and, you know, start helping you. Uh, Yeah. So that that is is not a bad idea. Like, so many people don't need to try to do those things. What's funny is, like, a lot of these are, like, staged, right? But, like, in college, my car would break down in strategic places no matter what because it was an old car. And, like, (laughs) I brought my books on the steps of the library and people would help me, but it wasn't on purpose. But I think what's funny is, like, when we are ourselves and don't maybe hide behind some of the perfect airbrush, you know, Instagram stuff, I do think it's easier to get off on the right foot because you're already getting off on an awkward foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. But. And, Chloe, what are your thoughts on that? on the social media implications to trying to find a husband these days? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, when it comes to social media, I like to look at it as a tool and I think that it's really easy to demonize it and be like, wow, that's the worst because it for sure has negative components to it. But I think that there for sure are ways that it can influence things in a good way. Um, You know, you can quickly see, oh, well, that's what he's kind of into. Um, but at the same time, I think that that level of authenticity is something that is really important for not only us as women, but also the men to rise up and say, you know, I, I know that I, you know, I saw your social media and that's, that's really cool that you post photos on there, but I want to see what it's like to just be with you, not through a filter, uh, and just, go on a date with you that we don't have to post about. It's cool if, you know, the next day we can post something about it, but that the importance isn't on pleasing others, but really, or even just pleasing him. I think a lot of this list is, gosh, he's amazing. How do I just catch him and make him happy? Because at the end of the day, you can't just gaze into each other's eyes for all of eternity. There has to be you know, the dual nature of a relationship. And if you are of faith and making sure that that's at the root of it. But social media, I think, can be a fun tool to almost be a digital scrapbook, to engage with others. But the moment that it's being used to appease anybody else for the sake of your relationship, it's actually manipulative. And it's, mm-hmm. and I think that the root of that is really harsh, but you know, if I'm taking a cute picture of me and my husband for my friends to think it's cute and for them to see the really cool things that we're doing, that's actually a heart check for me that Mm -hmm. I need to realize that I'm using social media in a way that's not necessarily helpful um, Mm -hmm. for them even. So one thing though, so I agree with everything you said. However, there's one point where I think culturally I'm hearing this a lot is, you know, you're right. You don't want to do something just to maybe appease somebody. But I do think we've gotten so like individualistic culturally where we're like, well, they need to, to be this for me and, and I need to stand up for myself. And standing up for yourself is good and it's awesome that we have confidence mm-hmm. and we should. But at the same time, there's this like you do you mentality about so much, and I'm not saying that's what yeah. you're saying, but I do, I sense that a lot where it's like, 
I've talked to wives who are just really frustrated or people who are dating and they're really frustrated because this guy isn't doing this, that, or the other. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. we do need to give to them. Like she said, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I think we do need to get back back to that of like most of marriages sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. And you, re- mm-hmm. you reap those rewards, but you don't do it for the rewards. So I think, absolutely. you know, um, there needs to be a balance there where it's not just about us, but yes, you know, giving and, and, you know, we get dressed up and want to be cute for a reason. And I don't think it's manipulation, but you do want them yeah. to be happy when they see you because you're like, wow, like you tried really hard for me. That's cool. And I think that's okay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. And it's, in a lot of ways, it's showing appreciation for them of how much you care for them. And, right. you know, I do I always want to go on a, on a hike when it's 115 degrees? You know, not necessarily, but it matters to him. And so it matters to me. But that also is a give and take. You know, there are things that, you know, I'm like, I really want to watch an episode of Downton Abbey. And he's like, yes. Let's watch an episode of Downton Abbey. <laughs> like what you were saying is there's so much sacrificing that we do for each other. And that indiv- that individualistic um, tendency that is almost exacerbated by the use of social media is so yeah. unique well, to this generation. And it's the motivation behind it, right? Like I'm a Christ yeah. follower, so I'm just going to go. I, sometimes I don't want to love you in those ways or sacrifice. In a, you know, in a relationship, mm-hmm. but we all have to just like, I do it half the time out of obedience. And then I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a good design. This is a good design that he has for my life to like serve you. Even though mm-hmm. every, everything in the world saying, don't serve him. He should be serving you. You know, it's, mm-hmm. but it's my whole motivation, which I think a lot of people who don't know him, who don't have that complete and utter fulfillment in him do try and like appease. And please, and it's never going to fill that space, right? So I think that's mm-hmm. a huge piece of it. But. Well, yeah, what do you think, term, You're being quiet back here. <laughs> yeah, we hear the term serve or submission, and we run from that. Um, yeah. And yet, the even in the uh, you know the world's eyes in leadership, and I'm sure Chloe, you're you're you know being able to hear this. So we're we're actually embracing that word rather than I'm not going to serve my husband. You know, we we kind of run from mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and going back to some of the the list here once again in serving them on how to catch them. Uh, a few more. It says if you look good in sweaters, wear one on every third date. <laughs> So it's very specific. <laughs> Not that advice. Uh, from the other girls in the office. Get a sunburn. Watch your vocabulary, which I would star star that now. I, I know that sounds very old school, but I do think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, watching your language is, is a big deal. Uh, this mm-hmm. one cracks me up. Go on a diet if you need to. Um, <laughs> and then when you are with him, order your steak rare. <laughs> I, I wonder what, what that what is that? I wonder what the catch is. <gasps> well, I have something? yeah. I have very fair skin and I would not recommend 
getting a sunburn. I no, feel like that's the no. that's the anti- I feel like that is not attractive, mostly because you know, take care of yourself. Taking care yeah, of yourself yeah. is attractive, but I Don't think what's interesting skin. about that of like if you need to get on a diet, get on one. That's so rooted in in shame. The way that it's written. There's yeah. no shame in going on a diet if that's something that you want to do for your health. But I, you know, when I hear yeah. that, it's one of those things. I'm like, man, I I really hope for, you know, putting your best foot forward is such a great thing. You want to make a good impression. But for all the women listening out there, I just don't want you guys to hear from any of this that shame is cool. <laughs> Please don't shame yourself um, in the midst of looking for a husband. Well, and like putting your best foot forward, right? It's putting your best yeah. foot forward, not, not you know, 100-pound Barbie foot forward. Like that might that might not be who you are. <laughs> so, yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, one of them says, get that fresh scrubbed look by scrubbing. <laughs> scrubbing. <laughs> So I'm not oh, sure if goodness. you guys are scrubbing correctly, but uh, make I sure. I mean, apparently we did. We landed husbands, so it must have been all that <laughs> scrubbing I did. Oh yeah, you know yeah, I was always told just scrubbed it up. Cinderella, yep. You know, yeah. Cinderella always uh, was scrubbing prior scrubbed to finding it. her prince. So maybe there's something to it. <laughs> yeah, probably why. Exactly. Well, we just have. Uh, But I also want to ask you, if you were to give a tip, what would be your number one tip that you would give our listeners for those that are looking for those relationships? What would you say to them? I have one. Just for someone who got married later, I would say, um, if there's people in your life who you really trust and they really want to set you up with someone, just go on one date. Like, I know sometimes we're like, oh, no, I don't want that. But it's more comfortable just figuring it out on my own. I would say just just do it. It's not going to hurt, especially if the people who you know are going, you should just try. I know you both, and I think it would go great. Just try it out. I think a live date that's blind is better than one from Tinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine great. would be similar not to live inside a vacuum uh, in the midst of, you know, making a really large decision that can really influence the rest of your life, invite wisdom in. Uh, I had the unique experience to invite a lot of wisdom into my relationship, and that helped guide a lot of um, choices and helped me see the good and the things that needed to be worked on. Mm. That's good. I Great. love that phrase, Chloe. Invite the wisdom in. Just the mm-hmm. one. Great, great tips. Once again, it was an honor having you guys on the show. And that is your 129 ways to get a husband from McCall's. And subscribe to Girlfriend It, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It, because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.